and it's not just about listening to calls and coaching the team through through that it's about managing your pipeline managing your renewals pipeline getting alerts and using data that we extract from those conversations to really know what is happening throughout the customer journey hey welcome to the hyper engage podcast it's a weekly interview style podcast series where we will pick the brains of some of the best customer success leaders across the globe and try to unearth customer engagement beyond onboarding, expansion and churn. So let's get right in. Hey, greetings everybody. This is Hyperengage podcast and we have Iran from Gong today. I mean if you're living for a lot less if you don't know uh what Gong does for sales team, it's a number one uh, sales SaaS platform uh, on the planet, to be very honest. And uh, we have Iran, Chief Customer Officer of Gong, joined us today. Thank you very much, Iran, for uh, taking the time out. Thank you for having me, Adil. Happy to be here. Great, great. So let's jump right straight in into uh, your journey at Gong, how you started as, as an early stage and how you transitioned out, what kind of decisions you made, like just projecting on you as an as a customer facing individual back when you started yeah um, i started uh, i joined gong uh six and a half years ago so very very early um and helped build our uh, go-to-market teams and a lot of our operations but really focused over time more and more on uh the post-sale side of the business uh, customer success support uh, services and other functions that uh, that we built over time. Okay, cool, cool. So, what was your uh, you know ambition and you know thought process when you joined Gong six and a half years ago? I'm sure it was not as big as it is now. So, what what was your thought process in terms of uh, continuing long term as big as you did as 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 of today? What were you thinking at that time? Yeah, I mean when I joined. Uh, it was very early. We we're probably maybe less than 10 people. Uh, so really just getting started. Um, and I was really excited about the vision for the company. Um, and we have the same vision today. Uh, and just realizing it takes time. And there's a lot more that we are uh, that we are doing and that we will be doing. And I was really excited about the impact that we can have on a a lot of companies and uh, on a whole industry and creating a new category as we have. Absolutely, absolutely. Let me take a moment and thank you for being a part uh, of this journey at Gong and transforming experience for like some really, really big sales team. To be very honest, uh, I started my career back in 2010 as a, you know, working as a mortgage broker in a contact center uh, based out of South Lake, Texas. And, uh, you know, it was like old school marketing and sales, you know, we used to, you know, do a lot of manual work and all. And now I look at the, that same company, they're using Gong. So let's jump right into uh, your main segment, like customer post sales, customer success. So what kind of, uh, you know, operations do you have, like on a ballpark? How big is your team? And, you know, what, how you segment your customers? What kind of data you, like, what kind of metrics that matter uh, to your customers, like, starting from uh, small to going into the, you know, large scale enterprise, like you have customers like Zillow and LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, um, so my team includes customer success, support, professional services. Um, we have um, a training and education team. 
uh, we have a community team and we have a sales operations team. Um, and basically we, we are responsible for the entire customer journey. Um, we divide our business into um, several tiers from smaller customers to mid-market enterprise customers and strategic account, uh, which is mostly based on uh, the size of the company and uh, the size of our deployment uh, within that company. So at the high level, the strategy behind the customer journey and what we're trying to achieve for those accounts is very similar. The way to get there is very different, obviously. Um, uh, a, a, a team of 10 salespeople requires a very different type of approach um, and their own resources and their own needs are very different than a 10,000 company, uh, you know, 10,000 uh, uh, sales teams that have, you know, different divisions, different products, different initiatives. Um, so um, across those tiers, we have a gradually changing uh, customer journey that we that we deploy. Uh, just talking about customer success operations at this moment to this day, what do you think? Like, how digital is your customer success team? Because you are already helping this uh, using you know your own software. So just tell me that too. That are you leveraging your own product for your own sales team? Um, so first, um, and it, it's not just us. Many of our customers use Gong for the entire. <laughs> customer journey um so every single one of our teams uses gong day in and day out for us this is really um and not just for us again for many of our customers this is really where uh you can have a reality check and a reality view of what is happening with with your customers um and it's not just about listening to calls and coaching the team through through that it's about managing your pipeline managing your renewals pipeline getting alerts and using data that we extract from those conversations to really know what is happening throughout the customer journey. Um, we, in addition to that, we invested in data from the very early days, um, data from a variety of sources, whether it's from Gong or from our product or other sources to really have very deep understanding of what our customers are using and how they're using uh, the product so we can assess um, their engagement, the depth of their utilization, and where are some areas of opportunity where we can drive more value to them. Um, we're using that data in a very extensive way. Um, and more and more, uh, we're deploying software and processes to allow our customers to be a lot more self-sufficient. So whether it's okay. through you know, product features that allow them to deploy and customize and configure um, everything in their, uh, in their Gong deployment, um, whether it's through uh, training and education and now certification of their team. So they're very well educated, not just how to use the product, but what are types of strategies they should use in order to get value from the product. Um, and through tools that allow them to achieve complex workflows or track their goals or communicate with our team. So throughout the customer journey, there's more and more self-service. We think that scalability of our processes is actually adding to the value that we're driving to our customers. Um, 
Um, I think I've heard uh, some companies think that if you scale things, it necessarily means that the quality gets lower. I actually think that it actually supports quality because customers want to be self-sufficient. Exactly, exactly. And especially for like, as you grow as a business, as a SaaS business, you try to achieve that, you know, first the product market rate and then, you know, the product-led growth model. Like your customers are automatically onboarded, adopted, and then, you know, go on, goes into retention and expansion and NPS and all that terms. So, you know, thinking on that, like uh, I'm just trying to figure out how best we can, as, as an early stage, I would definitely appreciate if you, uh, if you more tailor this conversation towards, uh, you know, as an early stage, because they will, that will make more sense to, you know, these small businesses that are, you know, growing on that level. So on, on that level, uh, what do you think, like, what is, what should be the best approach in order to have the best adoption model? Yeah, I think, first of all, you, you have to understand how do customers get value from your product and, and then, you know, make sure that you focus on those metrics. Uh, it could be very different from one company to another. Um, if your product engages with a very small set of users that use it day in and day out, it might be a very different model and very different data that you'll be after versus maybe a product like Gong where everyone in your go-to-market team is using the product, but you have different people and different roles and they use it in a different way, right? So for example, a salesperson in Gong uses Gong in a different way than a sales manager than a VP of sales or a customer success manager, right? So you really have to understand what does value mean to your customers and measure the indications that they are getting value from it. Um, I definitely recommend investing a lot in data from the very early days, but the data is the way for you to scale what you're doing because as you grow and hopefully you scale uh, your team and you scale your number of customers, you would not be able to have the same level of depth of conversations with, uh, with every one of your customers. The other thing that we'd invest a lot in is building the right culture in the company and in, in, in your customer facing teams to really focus on the value. And it's really hard to do sometimes in an early stage company where you would like to close all and every company that comes your way. Um, I actually think that that focus early on is really important because there are companies that are not a good fit for you and it's not a good fit for them. You would spend a lot of time trying to make them successful and you know you have limited resources and uh, you would like to engage with them at the time that you can deliver that value. Wonderful. Thank you very much for getting a detailed uh, answer to this and you brought very critical element is knowing your customer since day one. Like you got to make sure what customers are actually uh, potentially going to adopt to the platform and they are, the feedback that they're going to provide is actually going to help your product as well. This uh, customer success operations that you have, of course, there's a data that is more towards, you know, automation and, you know, that data is creating signals and, you know, uh, filling the segmentation of the customers and everything into your CS. What kind of data do you guys have incorporated at this moment? So what kind of technology you're using in the, in, in the touch points that need somebody to take action, like data that drives action? 
Yeah. Um, so we have different types of data and they drive actions in different um, stages of, of the journey. So obviously we have a lot of data around um, usage. So we track the data, we, we look at uh, usage across different use cases. Um, one of the metrics that we follow closely is um, the consistent usage um, in the platform. So how many people use it in a very regular uh, way, meaning a few times a week, every week for a while. Um, and we use that data as part of health score, but also if we see significant changes, then it triggers action from the CSM to dive deeper, contact the customer and see what's going on. Um, there's a lot of data that we're using around not just the engagement with the platform, but the utilization of licenses that customers uh, bought. So if a leader left the company um, or a team was added or a team was disabled in Gong, then it triggers action from the CSM to have a conversation and go deeper and see if the customer would like to expand or maybe there's some changes with leadership or whatever that may be. Um, and uh, we're also using a lot of data from Gong, you know, especially in large accounts, you have conversations uh, with a lot of stakeholders from our side and from the customer side. So um, if a conversation includes topics that are uh, strategic to, to the customer or they're talking about use cases that we have other products that they may want to use or uh, we make sure that we have QBRs set up on time and the right people attend those QBRs, all of those triggers are set throughout the customer lifecycle. So, um, you know, we can make sure that we, we drive the right process with the customer. That's great, great. So of course you must be using uh, Salesforce as a, as a complete source of truth or as a CR, CRM for sales team and uh, customer facing team. We are using Salesforce as a CRM. We're using Gainsight for, um, as a CS platform. Uh, but really for us, the, the system of truth is gone because it really is the only place that allows us to not just know that something happened, but what was the real context and what was the real topics that were discussed. So emails and calls, the fact that you know that they were sent is valuable to some extent, but without knowing what was discussed, you it doesn't you really add a, a ton of value. You cannot even build a meaningful conversation. Like you cannot reach out to the customer if you don't have the right information ahead of time. That's great. So, and uh, th there is one more element to this, like, in cases when you need uh, when need you need to reach out to your customer, you're seeing that it's not is not is more likely to not reach in. It's going to give you the churn and all, and it's not adopted to the uh, to the platform in the past few days. You've you've shared all the training material. You've shared all that you could, uh, and you need some external signals or external data sources. Like let me tell you how after are doing. Like we are absolutely open around like it's all genuine and there is no marketing goals or no monetization goal into this episode and all. So they shared that they are sending cakes. They are bringing data from Crunchbase, LinkedIn for their CS teams in cases and scenarios when they need to reach out 
the customer champion or you know the point of contact is not there or the role has been changed they immediately get notified and they reach out to the right person this is just one case in cases that you know customer is just ghosting for no reason and uh, the uh, renewal is just across the corner they try to build some kind of external signals or external data points to reach out and have some sort of communication so in that case, in those scenarios, do you have anything incorporated in technology or anything? Yeah, I mean, we have, um, you know, from the marketing side of the business, we have um, a lot of data sources to help us uh, get more information about our customers, uh, about their business, and about contacts within those customers. Um, in many cases, uh, the data we have from Gong is really driving a lot of that because, you know, um, we can see if someone, you know, if someone leaves the company, then in many cases, they're automatically disabled from Gong. So we have those triggers, um, um, you know, from the platform as well. In many cases, we have very strong relationship with those customers as well. And especially in the larger accounts, we talk to them very frequently. So it does help when we have some of those external data sources trigger some event, we can really quickly translate that to a meaningful conversation with the customer. Wonderful, love that, love that. So now I also think deep down into, you know, customer success team, customer facing team, that works at Gong. Like what kind of culture you guys have? What kind of uh, training initiatives you've taken in the past six years? You've been one of the fewer uh, starting team members, like when you, had, you were as small as 10 people. So now you've seen all of the people coming, going. What was the key challenge and what did you do to overcome that challenge and where you guys at as culture, as a culture Gong stands at this point? Yeah. I think this is one of the areas where we did a really good job as a company. Um, from very early stages, we were very deliberate around how do we build the right DNA for the company. And um, very early on, I think we were maybe 50 or 60 people in the company. We codified, um, you know, our core, uh, we call it uh, operating principles. Um, because we knew that as we grow, um, it's gonna be harder and harder um, for us as part of the original team or the executive team to have uh, enough touch points and enough um, you know, FaceTime with every single one of our employees and help them throughout uh, their day. Um, and those operating principles were hugely impactful. And I think they're probably as strong or probably stronger today than they were uh, in the past because they became so well ingrained in our culture and in how we hire people and how people kind of learn from their environment, how we think about making decisions. Um, so I think that's one. And, you know, our, our number one principle is creating raving fans. And it's not, you know, just something that the customer team is focused on. It's something that you know, is very deep across the entire team. It's super well ingrained into our culture. So it's, it's much easier to make decisions as a team if everyone is aligned on some of those principles. The other thing that we did from very early stages and we invest a lot in it to this day is in enablement. So whether it's the onboarding experience for our team, the ongoing 
uh, education for our team. Um, it's a big investment. It's one that pays dividends in a very big way. Um, we're growing quickly. The market is changing quickly. We're launching new capabilities and new products. Uh, you have to keep investing in your team to make sure that they'll be successful. Exactly. And at the same time, of course, you need some initial people like to be the leaders, like to be uh, some, some advocates to those principles and you know, they transform into new hirings, new inductions and, you know, and people look up to them. Like I've worked in the corporate, I've worked in, in the startup, I have my own startup now. So this is what I've realized. Like, it's just not the new people that, you know, they just, you'll have a automated process. You have uh, training academies or training centers that you, they need to just stick around for the first two weeks. They also look up to the senior people. So just like you mentioned that it's, it's easier even easier to do it in the beginning when you have a smaller team to have some seeds of leadership that actually transforms into uh, in the people coming up. Wonderful, love that. And also this more, uh, one more element to this is, uh, you know, how you, as, as leadership, like you, some other leaders that you have across you, uh, act differently across different teams, like uh, customer facing team needs, needs a different mindset engineering team needs a different mindset. So how you guys are working on the mindset, what kind of investments in terms of training you're, you guys are putting together towards uh, having crafting the best customer facing team? I, I think in some ways our operating principles actually align all teams to have the same mindset where, where it matters. It doesn't mean that you know, teams are the same, obviously a sales team, a customer success team, a finance team, an engineering team, there are differences. Uh, there are differences of teams depending on where they're located as well from a cultural perspective. And um, we have you know, a large team in the US, we have a large team in Israel, we have a team in Ireland. Um, it doesn't mean that everyone needs to be the same, but I think those operating principles are shared across the entire company. They could manifest themselves in different ways. So creating raving fans for an engineer might manifest itself in a slightly different way than a salesperson or a support person, but it creates like that level of alignment. So in, in many ways, there's at, at, at those like core areas, there is no, there's no difference. It just, it's being applied differently by the different teams. Um, we definitely on the, on the, on the success side, we've invested in additional um, kind of themes or areas of focus that are unique to us. Um, but really all of them are derivatives of those operating principles. Um, so I wouldn't say that teams have very different, you know, mm -hmm. uh, DNAs or very different um, kind of core uh, principles that they operate by. Exactly, because at the end of the day, it's all people. Your customers are people, your employees are people, you know, your partners are people. It's all about, you know, how you craft or how you craft an ideology and fundament, fundamentals for people on a ground level and, you know, working with them on, on their level, deeper level, closely as like your leader, you have, you know, VPs and, you know, managers and then, that's great. So how big is your team? Like just the customer facing team, including sales, support, and success. Um, my team is, uh, 
around 170 people or so. So it's a pretty big team um, and we've grown a lot. Great, great. That's a big enough number, 170 people. Great. How's your job? Like, are you loving it? Like you, you got like daily or, or sorry, weekly or monthly meetings with your VPs or how like you must be having, you know, some 360 view of all the activities and goals and, you know, metrics and all. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously loving what I'm doing. Uh, the team is incredible. The, the company is exciting. Um, our customers are amazing to work with. So uh, it's it's been an incredible ride. Um, and yeah, obviously we have, you know, leadership meetings every week and, you know, a lot of other cadences that help us run the business, uh, whether it's like monthly business reviews and quarterly business reviews and you know, different initiatives that we focus on that, that we review on a regular basis. Nice, that's interesting. Okay, so, and also before uh, I let you go, what is your, the plan of next year? Like, what is the growth plan for 2022? Because I, I, I see, I've seen you guys grow in the last four or five years, and uh, that is incredible. That is something that nobody has achieved in this space. So what is the next action plan what is the next North Star you guys are looking at? Um, I mean, for us, we, we keep focus on the customers. We are growing very quickly. We have a lot of exciting uh, new initiatives and uh, new areas where um, we're, we're launching new um, capabilities uh, that would allow us to bring even more value to our customers. That's really the only thing we're focusing on. Mm -hmm. Okay, so your customer-led uh, growth models like you're so focused for this is something steve jobs been telling back in 90s so the best product are made by the teams that live closer to the customers so absolutely so i think this is uh pretty much all for uh for today i really really appreciate that you took the time out uh from your precious schedule and uh it was all entirely my pleasure to have you around and i've learned a lot and uh, just a quick note, I have a friend in, in Israel, he's living in New York, he's a founder of a SaaS business, Shlomi. So, uh, you know, I've noticed the people from uh, origin back from Israel, they're so humble and sharp, humble and sharp. That's a very critical com combination, humble and sharp. So uh, I love the conversation uh, we have and, uh, you know, let's, uh, you know, share it with our audience. Just so you know, we have more than 120 million people here in, in Pakistan, which is a Muslim country, and uh, that more than 120 million people under the age of 32. So they are moving towards tech big time. That is why we want to share uh, this education to help them out. And also some early stage setups from Series A, B, C, uh, to, you know, to get some key nuggets, some experiences, some concrete knowledge from uh, one of the leaders like yourself. Thank you, Adil. It was a pleasure. Take good care of yourself. Uh, have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks, Adil. You too. Thank you so very much for staying with us on the episode. Please share your feedback at adil at hyperengage.io. We definitely need it. Uh, we will see you next time with another guest on the stage with some concrete tips on how to operate better as a customer success leader and how you can empower engagements with some building some meaningful relationships. We qualify people for the episode just to make sure we bring the value to the listeners. Do reach us out if you want to refer any CS leader. Until next time, goodbye and have a good rest of your day.